If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started okay so you're listening to a new podcast episode um today and i apologize for not recording yesterday because i had personal things i had to go through and you know the spread of the coronavirus everyone is taking their precautions um too seriously because the virus is extremely contagious Okay, so, um, anyway, back to the episode and the serious topic of today's episode. Um, we're gonna talk about sort of like the second part of an episode that we already talked about before, and that is, um, teenagers learn what they live with. So before we talked about children learning what they live with, or they had to put up with, and today as children grow up you know um they go ahead and go through the phase of adolescence i mean adolescence and we all know how um troublesome and difficult uh and challenging this phase is for each and every one for boys and girls equally as they go through puberty as they go through uh, hormonal uh, transformations, you know, bodily, physical, and emotional transformations, it all takes place um, all together and therefore it's difficult for teenagers to have to accept themselves first, let alone um, accept themselves within an environment that um, <clears throat> does so much for them. But it really depends. Let's start with the bad ifs, and then we'll go ahead and explain each briefly, and then we will move to the positive ifs, and uh, we will explain those briefly as well, and we will come up with a conclusion about all of this. So let's begin. If teenagers live with pressure, they learn to be stressed. Imagine every day 
this constant pressure from their parents and peers um, to always do better, to always perform better. There's nothing um, that they're doing that is enough for, for the parents. So there always must be that push to always do more and perform, perform harder and exercise harder. And so if they live with this kind of pressure every single day, if they live with it, they're going to learn to be stressed as adults when they become adults. Because the constant pressure always pushes them to perform uh, better and then they see themselves as uh, human beings who can never be enough, who can never work hard enough. They're unsatisfied with their own productivity and their own uh, projects and they always feel like um, they're never enough whatever it is that they do does not um, never actually um, you know lives up to any of everybody's uh, expectations not even theirs so if they constantly live with pressure, they're going to learn to be stressed out. And we know how stress affects the body. First, it starts with the adrenaline phase and then the cortisol. And cortisol, if it's uh, discharged for a long period of time, the immune system gets affected and so many bad, you know, physical illnesses manifest themselves. And something as easy as a flu becomes uh, chronic because of their continuous amount of stress that they have go to go through. This is a very bad if. And pressure, there is, there must be a pressure to some extent to make them um, motivated to do better. Yes, there has to be some sort of pressure. There isn't, you know, a system where parents are supposed to be lenient towards their teenager children, teen, uh, teen teenage children all the time and expect them to be good. But, you know, there has to be some sort of um, a pressure to a certain extent where... Um, the parent's intention, of course, is to uh, make their teenage child perform at his or her best. Yes, of course, but not to the extent where it's uh, daily and, uh, and automatic and it becomes this thing which um, the teenager feels like they cannot do anything if it's not uh, if it doesn't include pressure, you know what I'm saying? It feels like uh, it's automatic and and it causes stress automatically. If we can avoid that, you know, mildly, maybe moderately put some pressure on to our teenage children and um, always appreciate their efforts, yes. But not too much of pressure that they hate the work and they hate us and um, they'll always be stressed and stress also involves um, dysregulated emotions where they will feel angry 
most of the time and and we all know how bad things can get when anger is involved so we don't want to do that okay all right so the next if if teenagers live with failure they learn to give up so how do we explain this um if teenagers see that whatever it is that their parents do um it always turns out you know to be a failure not success not a success not um reaching their expectations just always seems to fail never seems to achieve anything they will learn to give up because they saw that failure as a way for them to come up with excuses and they will not learn to cons to be consistent with their work to persevere um, and to try and make mistakes and get up and move on regardless of the mistake no because of failure and because of how bad they see themselves because of that that image that um that ugly image that they have never been able to fix for themselves be it their body image image of their body image of their um you know intelligence uh humanitarian skills anything if they see themselves as always failing they will never continue and they will never uh, strive for success they will learn to give up as a way to protect themselves from further failure and that is of course if teenagers you know uh, they try to do whatever it takes to satisfy their parents but it all seems to be nothing but a failure and so learning to give up then becomes automatic unfortunately if teenagers live with rejection they learn to feel lost if all the time every single time their efforts their you know um the things that that they're trying to do their uh work you know uh, no matter how hard they try to impress their parents if they if their efforts and their hard work is always met with rejection um, they're gonna learn to feel lost because they never know I mean they think to themselves if I can't satisfy my parents if I can't get you know the approval and the appreciation and encouragement from my parents I am never gonna be able to deal with anything and I'm not gonna know whatever it is that I like anymore and I'm just gonna feel lost all the time and that's what happens unfortunately to people who when they're uh, teenagers who have lived with rejection all their lives they become lost when they are adults and they don't know uh, what it is that they uh, want to do anymore they don't know what um, what to work hard for anymore they feel lost because they have never really um received that encouragement and appreciation from their family so the exterior world is going to be much harsher and tougher than the world of their family so 
Feeling lost is a consequence, unfortunately. All right, so moving on. If teenagers live with too many rules, they learn to get around them. So living with too many rules, the most common rule, I think, is the curfew rule. <laughs> um, but I mean too many rules, like too many to count even. They learn to get around them. And what they, what this means is if if there is a huge script of rules that they need to follow they can learn to break rules that break more rules that break rules and etc and that's the chain of how things go so if they live with too many rules if the if if the household is a place where um too many rules exist, even for like the stupidest thing like what to wear, what to eat, how to dress up, who to talk to, where to, when to come, when to come home, where to go. <laughs> I mean, too many freaking rules makes make the teenagers be able to learn to get around them. Break, you know, small rules that break a bigger rule that break a bigger rule and, and so on and so forth and that's gonna cause so many problems for the teenagers as well as the parents all right so the next if and it is if teenagers live with too few rules though so now we're talking about the opposite if teenagers live with too few rules they learn to ignore the needs of others i know it's difficult for teenagers compared to children but living with too few rules, if the parents are too lenient towards their teenager, if they are too permissive towards their uh, teenager, they let them to do whatever it is that they want and they have the total and the absolute huge amount of freedom to do whatever they want, um, they learn to ignore the needs of others because um, it's easy, you know, they think for themselves to a lot you know too much of the time they cannot think of other people when they have too few rules actually they think of themselves too much that they don't really care anymore about anybody else's needs and so living with too few rules allows them to be more self-centered in a way that they do not look after the needs of others okay all right if teenagers live with broken promises they learn to be disappointed broken promises and these kind of promises are those which they've always been waiting for and you know these promises never really are executed in real life you know they're never attained they're broken instead you know, so they learn to be disappointed. So living with broken promises makes them break their own promises and be disappointed in others. So it's kind of like um, a mirror effect. If they 
live with broken promises all their teenage lives. You know, their parents promised them to, you know, to buy them, I don't know, a PlayStation 4, for example, if they get amazing grades at high school. And they never do because they're, they can't afford it, for example, for whatever reason, or something happens. Um, they're disappointed at their parents. And then the same thing happens for them when they promise their friends to, I don't know, buy them something and something happens out of their out of their control and then they become disappointed in themselves. And so disappointment becomes a way to, you know, a lifestyle because of how many broken promises they have gone through. So it's this mirror effect, you know, uh, broken promises leads to disappointment. And if promises are broken all the time, what do you expect? Disappointment, of course. And if this continues, uh, they're going to be extremely disappointed, angry, and sad adults when they grow up. If teenagers live with trust, though, okay, we have positive ifs. Okay, so if teenagers live with trust, they learn to tell the truth. Trust comes from the the fact that relationships are based on trust. And trust is, you know, what maintains relationship. Trust is when someone says they can be reliable and they are actually reliable. Trust is when someone... Uh, is respectable and they show that they are respectable and people respect them you know so trust with even with like properties if they can trust them with what they have for example I received a um, I don't know a, a clothing item from my friend and they told me they trust me to keep it safe while they're gone for this trip I don't know so they trust me to keep that clothing item safe so long as they're in this trip before they come home and then take it back. So that's an example of trust. So if they live with trust, they learn to tell the truth with their friends as well as their family members. If they um, can trust their parents and they actually show that they are trustworthy, and and they do this, teenagers will learn to tell the truth because if trust and uh, proof are, you know, tangible and concrete and there, you know, present, truth is going to be an obvious consequence and they're not going to learn to lie. So, uh, shifting gears to another if, and this if is pretty interesting. If teenagers live with openness, they learn to discover themselves. Openness is, you know, comes with the territory. If they are, if their parents are open to, um, what they experiment, who they who they befriend, um, etc. Or if their parents are actually open to their hobbies, to the hobbies of their teenage children, 
um, you know, they're open to what they lean towards, not in a conservative, close-minded way. Teenagers will learn to discover themselves and to grow those, uh, you know, those little things that they have always wanted to do. And they will learn to develop and grow those skills that they have started to learn. So if they live with openness, with open-minded parents, not to the extent where they're totally permissive, but open to the extent of um, appreciating and encouraging their teenage children to go after their ambition, be it dancing, acting, playing an instrument, um, etc., writing, uh, making scientific projects, anyway, um, etc. They learn to discover themselves and they learn to develop their skills and be more meticulous and a master of those skills. If teenagers live with respect, they learn to honor others. If respect is something that they see every single day from their parents, they respect, you know, they see that their parents respect each other in the way that they uh, discuss things together, in the way that they present topics and talk about them and discuss them together as a family. If they live with that, they learn to honor others. So when it comes to them, they see that their parents are respecting them as well as each other. So they will learn automatically that this is actually extremely important and beneficial for me. So I'm going to do this for my friends as well. I will honor my friend X or Y or Z because <clears throat> what I have been living with is respect. So honoring others is an automatic consequence. And this is a very interesting and positive um, if statement. Okay, so uh, next, if teenagers live with natural consequences, they learn to be accountable. Natural consequences are, you know, the logical kind of consequences that are expected if teenagers behave in a certain way. So if they live with natural consequences, they learn to be accountable, they learn to own their mistakes and to um, take their actions into account and it, it will raise them to be um, responsible teenagers. Next, if teenagers live with responsibility, they learn to be self-reliant. If they see that if they see that their parents are responsible over them, over their lives, over their security, everything, and if they live with responsibility as something that they are, they should do for the betterment of themselves and of society, then they learn to be self-reliant. If they take charge of something, they say they will do it, and they actually do it well, and they take the, the responsibility of the consequences of the things they do, then they will be self-reliant, and they will no longer 
need someone else to do their things for them. And self-reliance is extremely important, especially if they're going to move abroad, you know, move away from their parents' house at a certain point, at a certain time of their life, they're going to have to move out of their parents' house. And so taking responsibility early on will train them to be self-reliant adults in the future. So if they live with responsibility, they will not learn, they will not be afraid to learn to be self-reliant, which is extremely helpful for um, their future. If teenagers live with healthy habits, they learn to be kind to their bodies. And this is extremely important because a lot of the times teenagers have a bad image of their body. I remember myself, I had a really huge uh, hate, sort of like disgusting contempt towards my body. I always looked at my, you know, um, feminine parts <laughs> as boyish and um you know lacking femininity and i always felt like i you know um i was like a boy i wasn't really feminine enough and all that so and it all comes from you know bad habits a lot of the times um we do things that you know ruin our bodies and we want to feel good about them, about ourselves. You know, we take drugs, we might drink, I don't know. That doesn't include me, of course. I, I never did drugs and I never drank before. But, um, you know, in general, teenagers will, resor will resort to bad habits like smoking, doing drugs, drinking, I don't know, uh, staying up late too frequently and they adopt these very unhealthy habits which will ruin their bodies they will not take care of their bodies but if they are um, aware of the importance of um, living with healthy habits and actually creating healthy habits for themselves and their bodies then they learn to appreciate their bodies and to love themselves and to accept their bodies as they are and without trying to um, you know, be disgusted with them. If they eat healthy, if they exercise, if they stop looking at their at the mirror every five minutes, if they, uh, you know, um, don't take the comments of others for credit, you know, they don't take it personally, if they don't, um, you know, uh, to, you know, personalize everything to themselves, you know what I'm saying? If they don't do that, if they don't do those things every day and they create a habit for themselves to resist those uh, irrelevant comments about their bodies, they will learn to create healthy habits for themselves and they will learn to love their bodies and appreciate their bodies as adults and not lead to self-harm and, you know, all those... Uh, bad habits and actions that will ruin their bodies okay so next if teenagers live with support they learn to feed to feel good about themselves yes absolutely if they live with support and um 
they are encouraged and whenever they feel bad or whenever some sort of crisis happens um, if they live with support emotional support if they're if a girl if a girl for example in her high school years and she's had a boyfriend for example that she wants to talk about this boyfriend of hers to her mother and she wants to feel uh, safe and secure when she talks about her boyfriend to her mother um, if she if she has gone through uh, a breakup or some sort of a rumor at high school whatever if she has gone through this she finds her mom supporting her and she finds her mom supportive of her emotional needs and um, and supportive throughout her breakup with this boyfriend and this hard um, phase that he, that she's going through. Of course, she's going to be appreciative because um, she has found her mom with her supporting her through this hard uh, time because having a boyfriend is extremely um, important because then the teenager is discovering their dating skills so if they live with support then they learn to feel good about themselves and because uh, they see themselves as worthy human worthy human beings of help and emotional and physical support and so they will not look at themselves as useless and um, feel bad about themselves all the time and hate themselves and therefore grow up to be um, depressed adults with unmet emotional needs. If teenagers live with creativity, they learn to share who they are. So creativity can come in the form of them discovering their hobbies, what they lean towards, what they want to do with themselves or their friends, and their free time. And, uh, and creativity can be in any domain, it can be in the scientific domain, they can be creative while doing research, or they can be creative while experimenting with chemical products, um, I don't know. They can be creative in um, the artistic field, they can be creative in writing, poetry, etc. I mean, the examples are endless. If they live with creativity, they learn to share who they are. If they see everyone is creative in the household if they see that with their parents if they see that with their siblings if they see that with their family if creativity is something that is actually encouraged in the household then they will learn to share who they are with with strangers with their friends with their acquaintances eventually if they live with creativity as something that is essential in their everyday life they will not hesitate to share who they are to the world. And, you know, a lot of the times they say, oh, this Mrs. X or Mr. Y are very good guitar players, for example. Their children are going to become guitar players themselves. And it's a joke because um, usually when whenever we see uh, parents who are creative, and they um, share their creativity with their relatives and it's fun you know it's really entertaining to see but it's also genetic <laughs> and then we see that their teenage children become um, creative themselves and they share who they are because adolescence as we all know is filled with insecurity and it's a difficult phase for both boys and girls where um, they're trying, they're trying to discover their 
skills and what they're good at and what they can do best so it's it's extremely important in this uh challenging phase to allow the teenagers to live with creativity so that they share who they are with the world and they will not be ashamed of uh, their creativity once they become adults and that's how we know a lot of artists a lot of adult artists are geniuses and they're really unique in their way of presenting their work of art because assuming of course they have lived with creativity during their adolescence phase and this is pretty awesome and it's something that i emphasize on next if teenagers live with caring attention they learn how to love caring and attention are extremely empathic traits of humanity showing that you care for someone showing attention to someone that you care for that you love is is human and if teenagers can live with that if teenagers can see their parents caring and giving attention to each other whenever somebody is going through a rough patch or even in their happiest times you know if they can live with that or if they can live with the fact that their parents care for them and give them attention especially in emotional hard times they can learn what love is all about they learn how to how to love and love encompasses trust respect as well as care and attention and without these they will not learn how to love if they don't live with care and attention if they live with neglect or abandonment or enmeshment and devouring they will not learn how to love they will see this as a normal pattern of behavior and they will grow up to be narcissistic and toxic and abusive towards others but if they live with care and attention and caring attention they will learn how to love and be empathetic towards others because that's what being a human means if teenagers live with positive expectations they learn to help build a better world positive expectations and actually not being ultimately a perfectionist of course but positive expectations where they are expected to uh, respect their siblings for example to treat their siblings well to to be good with their parents example parents expecting their teenage boy let's say to have good grades at high school if they expect that he gets i don't know b uh, a b on their exams then it's okay it's absolutely fine it's uh, not really obligatory that they get a plus otherwise they're gonna disown him <laughs> you know it's okay if he gets a b or a b plus or a b minus you know just enough to to make them feel good about themselves and the world a positive expectation another example of positive expectation would be for example they expect their teenage boy to take care of the garden to mow the lawn and to water the plants for example and to cut the toxic grass so if they 
did, let's say, 65% of the work before the sun sets, it's totally okay because they have done something, they have accomplished something positive. And they actually took care of the garden, which is something presentable to the outside world. If they're up for that positive expectation without pressuring them to get the whole thing done, if they don't get the whole thing done, then uh, they're punished for the next weekend, for example, then they will not learn to help build a better world. They will not appreciate the environment and atmosphere they're living in. So as a consequence, they will not learn to help build a better world. But if they live with positive expectations, then learning to help build a better world is subsequential. And building a better world isn't only limited on grades and whether or not they're good to them, whether or not they're good to their parents, but it also involves being good to their friends, being good to the uh, shopkeepers, being good to the animals, being good to the environment, etc. And the examples are endless. So if they live with positive expectations, and like I said, these expectations don't have to be something unreachable and absolutely impossible to achieve, they learn to help build a better world for themselves and for the upcoming generations, of course. Alright, so I am thrilled to have recorded this episode with you guys. I really hope you enjoyed it, especially like the positive if statements are, you know, amazing and you know, they're just so filled with positivity and humane characteristics. And being the host of self-evolution regardless is very fulfilling and makes me feel really happy to have people listening. Because we must all seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. And this involves children, teenagers and adults and every single one Without any, without any exception, for today's episode, I expect teenagers to learn all the positive things in the world thanks to their parents and thanks to their friends who also contribute positively to this world. And thanks to the parents who provide a safe, secure, and encouraging system where trust, openness, respect, natural consequences, responsibility, healthy habits, support, creativity, caring attention, and positive expectations are present and are something demonstrated on a daily basis for their teenage children. If they can provide these concepts and if they can if they can make if they can make these concepts come to life, I'm pretty sure that teenagers will build a better world for everyone and especially teenagers because they are extremely precious and they learn to be adults if we can create a positive system where all of this is true and all of this is concrete then there is no fear and there is no worry or concern as to how our teenage kids will become in the future. Y'all seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. And uh, yeah. 
So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. And as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where, where you'll find my podcast available. Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. And recently, I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.